This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 87 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Denise Panzers, and she's the owner of Reverse My Diabetes. And Denise, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as Barb shared Reverse My Diabetes is going to be on the podcast, I thought, well, this, this is great. Number one, great timing uh, because we're in for our listeners who uh, don't know when we're recording this. We're recording this at the hopefully the tail end of COVID pandemic. Uh, not that it's ever going to go away, but uh, but, you know, the best defense is a good offense. Is, it, is that a good setup for you, uh, Denise? You know what? It's a perfect setup. <laughs> because Even with diabetes, you've got to be able to have a good, strong immune system. Yeah. And we don't work on that enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us all about reverse my diabetes. So uh, this was not something that I thought I would grow up and want to do in all honesty. Uh, I actually got diagnosed with uh, what my doctor called at the time type one and a half diabetes. So uh, I was in my mid forties then, and I wasn't responding to medication in my initial insulin, daily insulin shot. So they put me on meals. So I got four shots a day, all the meds that, that we like to give type two diabetics. And uh, granted, I did improve, but I quickly realized the protocol that I was given really wasn't making me healthy again. It was just lowering my glucose levels. So going through that process, I kind of had an awakening, should we say, (laughs) and decided that uh, I needed to take a different path. And I'm I'm so glad I did because it allowed me to eliminate all of my insulin and all of my medication. Good for you. And, you know, listeners hearing this, uh, they might be going, oh, my goodness, how is that possible? And there's no way. And well, did you get in trouble with your doctor and all kinds of questions? And, and but I, I am here to say that based on I don't know if you know our background at all, but our daughter was diagnosed as type one. Yes, Barbara had shared. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we've been through the rigmarole as well. And we understand medical protocols and, and how they you know, without speaking out of turn here, can can send you down the wrong path, thinking you were on the right path. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And hers is really a tough road. So hers is a little bit different than mine, but uh, yeah. yeah, for yeah. your daughter. But yes, uh, and I do wish her well on all of that. Yeah, well, she's she's doing great simply because she's she has a mom who, uh, like yourself, said, I'm not going to put up with this. Uh, I know this isn't the right path. I know enough, you know, Barb's certainly not a medical doctor, but she knew enough by looking at our daughter that that wasn't the life that she wanted. And um, I, I know, and I don't want to give away your story, but you know, it's, it's just, there, there are times in life, right? When you have this instinctual feeling that eh, even though everyone around you is saying, Hey, you know, this is the right thing to do. You'll be fine. Your life won't change. And inside you're going, I don't know what it is. This doesn't feel right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing I went through. And that's when I tell people, if you get that weird feeling in your belly or the hair that stands up on the back of your neck, you should listen to yourself and Mm -hmm. and do some more research. Do your due diligence because nine times out of 10, it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. And the challenge, of course, uh, 
nowadays is, you know, this thing called the internet, there's so much information and, and a lot of it is tied to profit marketing, you know, buy my pill powder potion that really doesn't work. Um, and it's hard to comb through it and, and figure out what is real and what is, you know, another, I mean, Barb took six, seven years. I mean, we invested over a hundred thousand dollars trying every pill powder potion, therapist, psychiatrist, you name it, um, specialist. And, um, you know, it, you can waste a lot of time and, and damage your health even more if you don't work with someone who has been there and done that and has the path. So again, fortunately exactly. there, there is, you know, there's you. So, uh, I am, I'm doing a, a good job of, of sharing. Maybe I'm doing a terrible job. No, it's <laughs> not, it's not, I love to hear when others are going through very similar things. And I think it's great. I mean, the idea I think of your podcast is let's share that information for the public, however it comes out. So, um, no, always interested in hearing that. But to, to your point, you did say there was so much out there marketing. Um, I actually just came from a consultation before today's session. And one of the fears that this person had is she says everybody is selling something. And mm -hmm. I think getting to the heart of the company that you want to work with or the organization or the person is you need to ask a lot of questions and compare different entities. And then you come to that conclusion. So, you know, I tell folks when they're not sure if working with me is the right thing, um, there's always a, a little bit of doubt in anything we first try and a little anxiety. But if you feel strong enough to try something else, then go do it. Take good notes, ask a lot of questions, come back to me, and then let's review what you've learned and see which path you would like to take at that point in time. Um, I think people inherently have to be ready and they have to fit with the right person or the right group to get that success. So I, I think that is really important, but uh, hopefully with some of the information I can share, we're going to lead some people down to take a few notes and get out there and do their due diligence and start learning some questions that they should be asking. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, you were diagnosed uh, and uh, you figured it out. So the why, why uh, did you decide to go beyond just helping yourself? Why did you get into this business? Uh, you know, I knew that I was so frustrated uh, with doing this. And what I started first doing when I went through the process was to journal. And I needed to get a clear head. And I, I didn't get a clear head for a little bit. I was so overly consumed. I went to different medical practices uh, and the answer was exactly the same, which meant that as a patient, I was getting treated the same no matter where I went. And that wasn't good. And uh, yes, I did get in trouble with one of my doctors for making changes. So, but then they came back and they did apologize for it and said I was on the right path. Uh, but it, it was very frustrating. And as I started journaling, a thought finally came to me and I thought, I can't be the only person that is feeling this way that's diabetic. You know, my dad passed away uh, induced by diabetes at the age of 61. I'm only a few short years away from that. That's pretty young. And I had an uncle that lost a leg uh, before he died with diabetes. So it and I still when I got diagnosed was overwhelmed and, and over consumed with the information and what I should and shouldn't do. But uh, I 
kind of put my notes together and I thought maybe there's a book in here somewhere, which is where I wrote The Virgin Diabetic. And I get a lot of uh, comments about why I titled it mm -hmm. <laughs> the way I did. Uh, and I really did that for two reasons. One, uh, you need to have a catchy title. Diabetes is not a, a sexy subject, right? We need to capture someone's attention. Uh, but the ultimate reason really was because when I started down this path, I really didn't know a lot about diabetes and I was not getting the education I needed. So that's how I, I actually uh, came up with that. And I wrote the book from my heart and based on what I knew, I'd been in the uh, laboratory industry for about a decade. Mm. And, you know, I'm a big believer. God kind of puts us where we need to be. I never wanted to really think about getting into healthcare. And here I, I ended up in the laboratory industry. Well, that was where I needed to be. Uh, I learned about testing uh, that I would not have otherwise known about that is very helpful and that I use in my coaching programs so I can teach people how to use their lab tests effectively and what their results should actually mean to them because they never learn that even sitting in, you know, in a doctor's office for 15 minutes. So our doctors don't have the time to usually do that training. So I kind of look at myself as that uh, extension between the patient and the doctor, and hopefully we all make a good team and, and get uh, folks with diabetes healthy again. Yeah. But there's so many facets to diabetes that, uh, people don't even know where to begin. And you mentioned about being on the internet. There's so much information. How do you put it all together? And there's also information that's missing. Like we, we, we lock in on key words because, you know, there's so much marketing going on. Um, I like to take a different approach and really look at uh, putting the pieces of somebody's lifestyle together because diabetes is not just a, a food-driven disease. Food greatly affects what happens to us. But for example, uh, I have a lot of folks that say, yep, I work out super hard and, and I'm working out seven days a week. Well, they might not know, depending on where they are within their level of the disease, is that they could be pushing their glucose levels up much higher than might actually be healthy for them at that particular time. And so while working out is a healthy thing to do with diabetes, it's definitely not um, something you should just shun and say, I'm doing it correctly without digging in a little deeper. So that's one aspect of, of lifestyle yeah. coaching, uh, learning about the different medications that people take. Uh, they have no idea what they're given and why they're given that. So I like to set people up with a series of questions they can go back and talk to their physicians with. So we open up those lines of communication and, and continue to educate each person. Awesome. Awesome. Very, very comprehensive. And uh, yeah, you bring up the point about exercise. We saw that with our daughter because she's testing her blood sugar on a, you know, shoot, sometimes a dozen times or more a day and, and she would exercise and I, you know, upshot her blood sugar and we're, we're gone because we had a, you know, we were in the health club business. We thought exercise was the answer to everything and she just needs to work out more and all that. And no, 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 that's not the case, which leads us to myths in your industry. And, and that certainly is, is one of them. What else comes to mind, Denise, is a myth that you deal with that you can dispel uh, for our listeners? Uh, so let's see, one of the myths is, um, I'll never be able to stop my medication or insulin. Mm. And for some, 
that might absolutely be true. Uh, but uh, taking that aspect of it, what I have found pretty much with every person that I've worked with is there is a percentage of people who can make the lifestyle changes and come off of more than one medication. Uh, and for those that cannot, we can eliminate some medication and definitely reduce insulin dosages. So you're not overdosing on insulin, which makes your cells become desensitized over time. So I'm sure you may have heard that in your family as well. And I know every person that told me when I was on insulin, oh, no, you're never going to get off of it, honey. They're going to, you're just going to keep taking it and the dosages will increase as you get older. That is so important. I'm glad you said that. You know, it's a slippery slope. We're led to believe that the insulin is, is, you know, going to get us back on track. And because we become more and more insulin resistant, we need more and more insulin over time to do the same job that it did a year ago three years ago, five years ago, and you know, and, and this is not the time or place to get into the, the damage that that much insulin circulating in our bodies can do. Uh, and uh, it's, it's mind boggling. I mean, you, you just about every, every health, chronic health condition is connected to, to too much insulin. Exactly, exactly. And I'd love to share one little um, example. I have a, a client who is 74 years old, so you're never too late to change. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't care what anybody says, but she was on 240 units of insulin every day. Oh, very oh. obese. Um, her frustration was her every doctor she went to said you have to lose weight, and she couldn't. Not on 240 wow. units of insulin. And yeah, well, that, that's it. So, so a couple of things there. One, that for, for the listeners, insulin is a fat producing fat storage hormone. So, yeah. so yeah. So the doc is telling her to lose weight without sharing with her. Oh, by the way, um, th there's this, you know, injection you're doing that is going to not only keep you from losing that weight, but cause you to gain more weight. Exactly. Oh, and, and just go lose the weight, but they never tell you how or, or, no. or you know, no details, just, just, you need to lose weight or they might say, well, just eat healthier and get some exercise. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and eat healthy means, okay, fish and chicken. And I can do that two, three days a week. And then I don't know where to go after that. I don't know what to do. Well, let me tell you this gal, um, depressed, she's on an oxygen tank, obviously didn't get any exercise. Uh, we got her down to roughly 60 units a day which is a huge thing. <laughs> and then after her first week, she actually lost seven pounds. Uh, we got her walking with her walker around the block. So I think it's a great example that it doesn't matter your age. Um, it doesn't matter where you at, you can greatly improve. This is a woman who will not come off of insulin, but we've worked on lowering that dosage greatly where she actually said she has energy now that she yeah. didn't have before. And yeah. she'll call me in the car. She's singing to the radio. She says, I haven't done that in years. I've been so depressed. You've given her her life back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, a, I love getting those calls. You know, they'll, they'll walk out of the doctor's office and they'll, I'll, when I'm that first person they call that is so meaningful because they're yelling and screaming and crying and laughing. They're like, my doctor's so excited. He never thought I could do this. And all he said was keep doing what you're doing. So um, those are wonderful calls. Those are wonderful. It's so funny how the doctors, they see this literally medical miracle happening before them. 
but they never they they never ask what you did or or how. They just say keep doing what you're doing. You know? exactly. You exactly. think they would want to like replicate that from patient to patient? But anyway, yeah, um, I know. I, I don't think they're set up to do that. Unfortunately, no, they're not. will change over time. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. time. Maybe we can make that change. I'm and- asking for too much. You know, my <laughs> my challenge is, is is you. You you see these individuals in in pain, so much pain, and and you just want to. Do, do everything you can to help them because it's, it's not necessary. And, uh, oh, yeah. people, I mean, now people are starting to realize that they can do it. I think, um, unfortunately they've heard so much negativity and it's always about, well, you can't eat this and you can't have that and you can't, yeah. can't, can't, um, I work to change that around and let's work on the things that you can have and what you can do and bring the positivity behind it instead yeah. of everything is a no let's start making things a yes yeah love it love it so what are you doing when you're not coaching clients and helping uh, folks reverse diabetes what do you do for fun wow um it's it's become almost a seven day a week job so to speak um, although i don't consider it a job yeah, but for those fun. moments when i'm not um, we do try to get out and uh, golf on occasion. I'm not the best golfer, but um, it's a great time out there with uh, my husband or friends. And uh, mm-hmm. and then when our family comes down to visit. So it's all about the grandkids, of course. And so so we do uh, a lot of that. Uh, but other than that, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, there, I believe there's always some good that comes out of everything. Uh, during our time kind of being sequestered at home with the COVID-19, I was actually finally able to sit down and I launched a new online diabetes coaching program called My Diabetes Concierge. And it's a monthly membership. I wanted to provide something that was very affordable to folks that cannot afford private coaching. And, you know, even with some of the discounts or things that I can do, it's still was elusive to folks. So what I do is I take all of my private coaching techniques and do video coaching, give them forms. We set goals just like I would with a private client. And it's designed as a one-year program. So people actually have time to make changes. We have uh, every four weeks, we have a a follow-up session set up within that coaching program. And if they still want to be able to book up some private time with me, they have the ability to do that. So, I mean, we're talking as low as $69 a month for somebody to literally turn their diabetes around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is absolutely awesome. And and I encourage our listeners to uh, definitely check that out and we'll get to where we can send them in a second. I just have one, one more question before we get to that. And just if you were to uh, choose one thing that you wish folks knew about your company reversing or reverse my diabetes, what comes to mind? Uh, So the first thing to me is about customer service. It's about treating each person as an individual uh, and not group you in what we've done in the medical community as a diabetic. And we work towards that person's uh, successes, we build successes, and we work through the challenges that they personally have. And they're slightly different for everybody. And I think that's where uh, I have such a high success rate is because the right person decided to make change. And we put our time together and work together and we do what's good for that particular individual. 
which is so, so important. That's awesome. Well, how about uh, for our listeners who want to learn more, maybe for themselves, maybe they have a friend or a relative, where uh, should we send them? Well, you can send them to reversemydiabetes.net. And if they want to sign up for, I have a free monthly newsletter, they get two free articles on diabetes, that things we don't talk about very often. And if they do that and want to pop me a quick email um, and tell me they signed up, the first people that sign up for my newsletter, I'm going to send them uh, a complimentary copy of my ebook, The Virgin Diabetic. And that gives them some uh, good insight information on that as well. And if unfortunately they miss it, it's still available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Get a copy of that book. Denise, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And we certainly wish you the best because uh, the world needs you uh, for sure. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, chatting more in the future. Yeah, I hope so. It was great. Thanks for the time today. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.